You're listening to the Karen 10 Podcast, where we bring our alumni back inside Karen University in just 10 minutes. On this episode of Karen 10, we welcome back Greg Schaller, who is president of the John Jay Institute and also associate professor in the School of Liberal Arts and Sciences at Karen. And we're going to link below this podcast to our first with Greg, where he spoke about what the John Jay Institute is all about, as well as some observations for Christians in politics. But today, I wanted to bring Greg back to discuss the subject of local politics. And Greg, I'm really grateful for you taking the time to be with us. Nate, I'm happy to be here and happy to talk about our our topic for the day on state and local government. I'm wondering if I am accurate in thinking that generally national elections garner a lot more attention from people, a lot more interest, and if generally there's better turnout. I mean, what is your sense, having been around politics and taught politics for a long time, uh, about that assertion that I put out on the table? No, that's absolutely right. Um, If you just look at turnout in elections and people's overall knowledge and participation, it's much higher in presidential election years. Um, We're obviously in a midterm election, so the presidency is not up this term. Um, What we typically see is almost half of the voters will come out in this uh, election cycle. And this is, we know, even though we still have all 435 members of the House and a third of the Senate are up, um, we just will have a significant reduction. Uh, There's also, and it just depends on how states have set up their election cycles, there's many states that also have elections on these off years. So not when the presidency or even when the Congress is up every two years, but in between those. And we see an even greater reduction in participation in those. And I, I think it speaks to where people's attention are, where our media focuses our attention. But I will argue that's very much misguided. And I think it's misguided because if people stop and think about it, their local politics is going to have a much greater impact on their day-to-day lives than the things going on in Washington, D.C. Yeah, and that kind of helps set up what I thought would be a helpful um, brief podcast for us as uh, anybody listening to this thinks about we want them to be involved in politics, we want them to be involved uh, in local politics. And so I think the first question that I wanted to start with is, is sort of breaking down that more, what you said, why? Why is that important? Uh, is, is there even some sense in which that may be more important or less? How do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, I think it absolutely is. Um, it, there's two main reasons why I really think we ought to be very uh, you know, involved and engaged with local politics. The first is that it is going to impact our day-to-day lives far more than national politics. And secondly, it is our opportunity to really have our voice heard. Uh, local government officials are far more responsive to us than anybody based in Washington, D.C. So just sort of breaking those two points down a little bit more, Mm -hmm. everything that I did today so far is in some way impacted by state and local government. I got up. I made a cup of coffee. Well, we're on city water. Uh, I took a shower. We're on city sewage. I drove on city or township or county roads on my way to get to work. I mean, so all the things I'm doing are being directly impacted, the quality of our roads. Uh, yesterday was trash day in my township, uh, in my borough. That, that's controlled by local government. When the, the ice and snow comes, that's going to be controlled by local township um, you know, facilities that are taking care of that. Most of our local parks are controlled by local townships or boroughs. Uh, other local governments are, are schools. These are school board uh, elections, whatever districts we happen to live in. 
even, uh, you know, increasingly we have more and more people who are homeschooling or doing other things, but their kids are participating a lot of times in the athletics or right, the extracurriculars. Yeah. So what's happening in the local school boards matter a lot. If you add up, most people add up their taxes, their property taxes and their city taxes are often more than what we're paying in our federal taxes. When you combine all those and add into that the state taxes. So it really is greatly impacting our day-to-day lives. And then the second point, um, we have much easier access to these officials. Uh, we used, before we uh, moved uh, to Bucks County, uh, a while back we lived in Delaware County in Haverford Township, and I would walk my dog every day, and my township commissioner lived two blocks away. I saw this guy every single day. I was out walking my dog. That's an opportunity for me to speak to this guy, to raise any complaints I have or any concerns I have. So we have a much closer connectedness to these local government officials, and it's a real opportunity for us to to get involved with them. Mm -hmm. What are we looking at? What are the seats? What are the positions? What is the average citizen what are the things that are governing him or her with, even if they're not realizing that? So before we can think about how they should get involved, they first have to know what's happening there. What are the roles that people are filling? Right. So when we go leave the federal level and we go to state level, obviously we have a governor, state legislature, and state court systems. And they are very significant because local government exists only at the will of state government. So if you want to have a charter recognized for Middletown Township or Langhorn, Langhorn Borough, they have to be permitted to create that and have home rule control over their areas. So it's important to know that the state government informs what is going to be happening in local governments. Once we leave the state level, though, we go down to our county governments as the next level, and they govern, obviously, a lot of the activity uh, within that area. They're very important for marriage licensing, uh, registering for voting, uh, lots of deeds, wills, and things like that are uh, governed by county governments. They also have parks and recreation. They also typically have some uh, management of roads, uh, highways in the area. And then once we go from there, in Pennsylvania and New Jersey, we next look to the township government. There's about 20 states that have township governments uh, in them, and Pennsylvania and New Jersey are two of those. They uh, deal with all sorts of issues, again, dealing with um, public works, roads, street lights, traffic lights, uh, drainage uh, basins, mowing of public lands and the like, a lot of code enforcements. So if you have a business, the codes that you have to operate under, if you have a restaurant, those things, they govern those. There's also typically a fire and police uh, under township governments, um, finance departments for the taxation, and then parks and recreation again. So. Both townships are governed by a board of commissioners or supervisors. These are elected. Some uh, townships, these are at-large seats, so everyone votes for them. Others, uh, townships are broken down into wards, and you just vote for one or two uh, commissioners or supervisors from the ward in which you live in. But these are hugely important because, again, these are a lot of the day-to-day things that we we are doing are governed by um, these township commissions. They also have special boards that are created, Mm. and these are typically not elected positions, but appointed positions. I I live in Fallsington Township, so I was on their webpage uh, the other day just going through what these are. There's an Environmental uh, Advisory Council, Historic Architectural Review Board, Neighborhood Traffic Advisory Commission. These are things that people volunteer for. 
And yeah, these are not full-time no, positions, no. paid positions, right? And these are a real way for people to get involved. Hmm. If you're interested in these things, there's a lot of opportunities, a lot of ways to get involved in serving on these. Some of these actually do require a technical degree, but many of these are just anyone who's interested uh, would like to get involved from the community. Beneath townships, then we typically have cities and boroughs, and they also have, you know, councils typically and many times mayors. Um, and th- th- so that's really breaking down. Right. And then beneath that, there's also um, special districts and school districts, which are, again, forms of local government. Okay, so I want to get more involved with these things. I feel like as a citizen and, and certainly as a Christian, too, that's something I want to do more of. How do you advise people who are trying to get more involved locally? What, what do they do? Yeah. First thing is really just to start doing a little bit of research on who your elected officials are and some of the policies that they have and issues going on within your local government. Um, just whatever the issues might mm-hmm. be, changes in parks and recreation, if there's water issues uh, and the like, see what's going on and research the officials. The next thing is just to start attending meetings. All of these things are open to the public. Um, you go out and you show up. Now, what's sad is I, I've actually attended quite a few meetings here and where we used to live in Colorado. And oftentimes there's only about five, maybe a dozen people in the audience for one of these meetings. So there's not a whole lot of engagement, unfortunately, from a lot of communities, but that is an opportunity. Uh, Show up. Almost every public meeting has an opportunity, a time set aside for public comment. Mm. And all you have to do is show up, write your name on the list and say, I would like to speak to an issue. And most towns, give you three to five minutes where you can speak on absolutely anything. Wow. Then, so it's an open microphone yeah, for people abso- attending. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Then whenever there is a specific issue being raised, there's also time for public comment. So if there's a zoning decision that's being made, there's going to be an opportunity for you to speak for or against the decision that's being made. So it really is learning about some issues and then showing up. Another thing that's important is actually registering to vote. Um, this is important, obviously, so you can uh, show up and vote for both for primaries and then for the, the general election. And again, that's going to require a little bit of time and research on this. There's other ways to get more involved. Uh, what I suggested earlier, there's all these boards that exist in township governments. There's vacancies on these. That's going to require a bit more of your time, obviously, but that's a way to get more deeply involved. Also, there's ways to work on campaigns. If you find a candidate that you think is attractive, there's something good that they stand for, you can start working on their behalf. And I guess the ultimate commitment is then to run for election yourself. Mm, That's the final step. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, that's really helpful. Thanks, Greg, for for being here and talking us through some of these things. Um, It's an exciting time uh, having you at Cairn, and we've seen a strong increase and fresh freshman class enrollment this year, and many of these students are coming for new majors. And those of you who are listening may or may not know that we have a BA in politics here at Cairn right now. Greg is one of our professors. We also have new majors in criminal justice, biology, visual arts, and graphic design, and many, many more. And these new programs and the scholarships that enable students to study under professors like Greg are a result of the gifts from alumni and friends of the university like you. In order that we might continue bringing students to Cairns so that they can receive a biblical education and great professional training and a uniquely integrated approach, please consider now going to cairn.edu give to make a gift to the Cairn Fund. And we thank you for listening and for giving 
and stay tuned for a book that is on Greg's shelf. Greg, is there a book that you're reading through right now that you would like to recommend? Absolutely. Uh, there's a book. Uh, it's part of a trilogy of books called the Cultural Liturgy Series by James Smith. He's a professor of philosophy at Calvin University, and this one is the third in that trilogy called Awaiting the King. And his, he says everything we do is liturgical, right. all of our lives. Our, how we watch the eagles is liturgical. We, we have routines and rituals that we do. And his whole philosophy is that when we do our liturgies, they also inform and shape who we are. It comes back around. And so, you know, he's saying his whole thesis is that we, we need to have proper liturgies that are shaping and forming who we are that are mm. drawing us closer to God in all areas. And he has a, another book. Um, I think the title of it is um, You Are What You Love. Hmm. And he says our behaviors are what we do, what we spend time doing and everything is right. you know, the truest reflection of what matters to us, what's important. So uh, this is the third in this series on the cultural liturgies, and it gets into a lot of, it's, it's very political. Yeah. Um, it's a public theology. And right. his argument is that uh, our, our Church is political, mm -hmm. and our politics is religious, right. and we, we need to be thinking about it that way and mm -hmm. how we're trying to shape and form the culture. So oh, okay. I've added this to the John Jay curriculum. Oh, yeah. nice. We were down in D.C. last Thursday and Friday, okay. and we were at a conference, and this guy was the keynote speaker, huh. and he sort of, his first address kind of set the stage for the rest of the day in the right. conference, and it was interesting. So Yeah. Okay. One of the things we enjoy doing is giving away books that our guests recommend. So take a minute to send us an email at alumni at cairn.edu. And if you are the first person to respond with some feedback about this podcast, we'd be happy to send you a copy of this title that Greg recommends at no charge.